This is a slain moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slaying for Me. I hope all is well and you are staying positive, safe, and sane, and you are taking care of yourself, child, because um, I have not. I had my ankles out. I told y'all that last week that I had my ankles out, child, and I ain't learned my lesson because I'm still not feeling well. <laughs> so um, I'm going to put on my coat and my socks this week. I promise. But anyway... Um, we are back again with another girl chat every, every month we, um, do our girl chat with, and, um, Jerrica Anderson. So Jerrica, how are you? How are you doing? I am good. Hello, yeah. everybody. You said what? I said, hello, everybody. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Are you, um, all prepared for your holiday, the holiday festivities? Yes, or I guess. <laughs> Isn't kind of weird? Like me, myself, and Tony were having this conversation. Like this holiday, this holiday season is—it doesn't feel like it's the holiday. It just seemed like blah. Does it feel like that to you? Yeah, I'm not really in the holiday spirit. Really? Like, yeah. what you think it is? I don't know. I'm just not really into it this year like usually christmas is like this oh i'm just so excited now this year i'm just like okay like i just put my tree up last week (laughs) yeah i've been kind of like because everybody's like oh my god what are you doing for the holiday or whatever when i'm at work i said girl i'm gonna i'm either go i'm gonna spend time with my family and i'm gonna sleep that's it that's all i got they come on asking me like did you buy gifts i was like god Forget them gifts. <laughs> I ain't going to the store. I ain't buying no gift. I ain't doing none of that. Like, I just, I'm going to keep it low key. If they ain't got, the stuff going to be on sale after Christmas anyway. So, just wait. And I'll get you a <laughs> gift then. But other than that, I just, I just feel like the holiday season, they ain't like really playing no Christmas music, decorations, blah. You know, and um, I made my decision in June that I was not putting up no Christmas tree. So I was like, oh, I almost, I wasn't even in the Christmas spirit in June. That's too far ahead. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the thing, I I can't not truly, not really be into Christmas because I do have a kid. And so, yeah. you know, I have to get there for her. But like, um, all the other years would be like all of these gifts. I decided this year. That I wasn't going to do that. She actually gets a gift every single day. A little small. Nothing major. Something small. Um, something that she may like. All of them for Christmas. And then I'll get her maybe uh, one big gift. But I ain't going to. You're doing like a 12 days of Christmas thing? Twenty. I mean 24 days. And then 25th you get your big gift. Oh, okay. You, just, you, you overdid it. I mean, it's just little tricks. No, I'm saying you said 24 days. I said the 12 days. No, 24 (laughs) days. Like, wow. Like, I want to be like her. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm not following that rule. I'm just going to (laughs) like, I'm just going to look at the kid and be like, you blessed. 
thing. No, like, no, no. I think it's cute, though. I'm just joking. And, you know, just little things that let them appreciate the little things in life. You know what I'm saying? I think that's beautiful, though. I'm just because cracking a joke. Been spoiled her whole four years of life. Like, yeah. Got stuck. I'm tired of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I totally understand. I think that's a cool lesson that you're teaching her. Like, you know, enjoy the little things. And I feel like that's what this holiday season, God is kind of kind of pushing us into that season of like, does the material stuff really matter? What really matters is like family and your health and your mental health and your physical health and the people that you build a relationship with and you know, um, creating new love memories, like, oh, okay, for this Christmas season, we're going to have a game night. And this might be something that you guys do every year. And it's not just about like giving gifts. The gift of presents is also good. So I think that's amazing. So um, for those out there that, you know, if we talking about y'all and y'all in the holidays, we're being a friend, send us the postcard and let us know what it's like on that side. Because um, clearly we not there. So, I don't know if you've been on social media because, you know, life happens and sometimes social media is not a place we all want to be. But um, it's been a conversation and this conversation has been going on for a long time. It's been going on for like a couple of years. But in these last couple of weeks, it's been happening. The conversation has been going on quite frequently about are black women protected, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have this conversation with you because I feel like I I would like to get different perspectives because I feel like it's one narrative online and then, you know, I have my perspective and you hear so many different perspectives. I would love to like kind of unpack that and why that conversation is coming to the forefront now, why you think it is and or is it really a situation that we should be really concerned about or are people blowing it out of proportion? Um, I feel like it's a conversation to be had. Black women weren't protected in a lot of exits, um, including from medical necessities, um, sometimes through our own culture and our men. Uh, enough people don't stand up for black women. That's an interesting statement. I do agree with you about um not being protected in the medical field that is definitely a conversation that is definitely worth having and it's truly one of those situations that are muddled over quite frequently and you hear a lot of stories about people that go into the hospital and never come back or they are especially when it comes to giving birth or you have like um um health issues as far as like your lungs your breathing or anything like that are you dealing with some type of f- fertility issue they make it seem like it's minute so i definitely agree that we're not protected in the medical field so, the medical field people think that black people especially black women are strong so mm. whatever, whatever pain you can deal with it you can deal with the pain you're not really feeling what you're feeling they try to sell, like, try to play you like you don't know your own body. Right. And so these as, are for the individuals that actually go in explaining this. Because we cannot yeah. say that black women don't carry that trait of, I, you know, I got it. I'm fine. I'm not really in pain. Right. You know, that is something that we do 
we have to take accountability for ourselves and, and acknowledge that we we will pull the I'm fine card sometimes around our family and our friends and our but, kids. But even as black women, black children, black everything, it's like you have to be an advocate. You can't let a doctor or physician tell you what you not what you're feeling or what you're not right. Feeling. You know your body. You know your symptoms. They're not there. They can give you. You can tell them, and you can't tell me that I'm not feeling it. And if you can't, if one person don't listen, to you, you have to keep fighting right. for yourself. So many black women go into the into having kids, and you don't get the same treatment as other races, and you are put to the backside. Give birth. They don't take your pain. If you're saying you're in pain, they don't take that. It, they don't take that and run with it. If you were of another, they don't take it seriously. Yeah, no, that at all. And yeah, you have to demand the kind of care that you want. You have to put your foot down. You have to say no. That's not enough for me. I need you to do your job. Yeah, I feel like that comes with, um, you know, having the confidence to kind of like um, go against the grain. Because when you think about it, when you go to the doctor, they're doctors, right? They go to school all of these years and they're supposed to learn and stuff. Some of the medication you even take, you don't know how to pronounce correctly, right? So now you're going to this doctor. This doctor have all of these degrees. They know terminologies that you don't know. And you have to be confident enough to kind of like challenge that. So this word me, you saying you can give me an octocaca, daca, daca, daca. I'm just saying like a long word that we wouldn't know how to pronounce. And they'd be like, yeah, we're going to prescribe you that medicine. And it's like, it's, um, it's similar to Tylenol. How is it similar to Tylenol? Explain right. it. Break it down for me. Well, it yeah, go ahead. Point where you need a doctor who just understands your culture. And anyway, yeah. there's a lot of medications that black people can't take. Yes. It's not, it's not meant for us. So the simple fact is if, a person don't really know that and they're a doctor they're human just like we are so they they don't really know that this medication or don't really care that this medication is not good for black people yeah they're still prescribing because at the end of the day that's a business right so it's like you have to find somebody who really cares about you and know what they listen to you. They listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that um people don't read. <laughs> they don't. People don't read. I'm not about to take a medicine that I don't know how to pronounce. Even if you explain it to me, I am going home to read all of the ingredients in this medicine, all of the side effects. What could potentially, if I'm allergic to tree nuts and they have a a, a version of a tree nut within this medicine that means that it's going to be more harmful to me than it is helpful so that means that i cannot take this you cannot prescribe me this medication so people also need to reading is fundamental don't believe everything that somebody tell you because that's not it's not always good i mean even your parents lied to you so you got the (laughs) you got you for real you know they might fabricate the truth to hurt i mean to protect your feelings but that is a lie nonetheless right even if they're fabricating 
But yeah, people got to learn how to read. But I think that's a great perspective that you brought to the table as far as like protecting black women in that in that right, giving us the confidence to say, you know what, I am, I'm not okay. I'm not okay mentally. I'm not okay physically. I am not okay spiritually. And I need some help. And I can't strong this. I can't strong this out. I can't be strong for everybody. I need to be weak somewhere. And I'm weak at this point. So I do think we are not protected in that aspect um, as well. One aspect that you said that you, we're not protected as far as like, we're not protected by our men. Unpack that for me. I would love to know your perspective on that. Okay, so not all men. Put that disclaimer out. Okay, (laughs) fix it, friend. Fix it for the people in the back. Not all men, but a lot of the time when you see bad mouthing of black women, it comes from our own men. And what, what, I mean, like, give me an example. They talk down on black women. They, you know, try to make us out to be these angry, unlivable with women when most of the time I mean not most of the time your mother is black mm-hmm. the person who brought you into this world is black yeah you disgrade us as as mothers you leave us high and dry to figure out stuff on our own a lot of times women do not have support from black men mm-hmm. and it's very unfortunate I would think that I would think that being a black man, having a black mother who have brought you, if she did nothing else, she's the reason why you're here. Right. I would think that she would stand for black women. Even in the midst of, even if a black woman is wrong, you, you, you call her out in private, not in public. Okay. You protect her. So let me ask, uh, so what you're saying, I agree with partially. I'm going to say why. (laughs) Because I do believe that the media perpetuates these men that are bashing black women. They put them to the forefront because I feel like it's a lot more black women, men that I know that protect black women Mm -hmm. than the media puts forward. They're going to put forward the story of the guy that's saying, I only like white women. They're going to they're going to push that forward and push for like I dated this one black girl. She hurt my feelings and um, um, I don't I don't deal with black women. So the media definitely perpetuates that it's men. The black men don't like the black women, which is not necessarily true because it's more black men that stand up for black women than the media puts out. Then social media even posts. That's not you know, we're black. At the end of the day, when we think about it in context, black women are mm-hmm. a threat to society in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we take, we, we are taking over the corporate world. We're intelligent. We're creating generational wealth for our families. We're breaking so many curses. And if we even go back to when women were on section eight, they let the black women get ahead of the black man. So the black woman is also a threat. So, if they want to break down the black man, they got to go through the black woman. So with that being said, the black woman is al- is always going to be a threat because she's connected to the black man. Another thing that I think is um interesting about that, what you said, I do agree. There are black men that are out here and their language 
does not reflect their movement, right? So you have black men that come and be like, I'm going to be there for my kid. My daddy wasn't there for me. I'm going to be there for my kid. I'm going to do all of this stuff for my kid. And then the kid comes and he said it, but he do it, you know? And it's one of those situations. And then even my biggest pet peeve is men. I was watching Wildin' Out the other day. And they had this game was um, talking about my baby mama so fucking stupid. Like that game. I hate the game. I really hate the game because I think it's so disrespectful, but it's so within our culture. So the guy that was on as a guest, he was like, I'm so ready to talk about my baby mama. She fucking stupid. He he was just like going in. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what did you do for her to act the way that she was? Or were you two people that were never supposed to be together? Exactly. And we never, we never unpack that part of, dang, this young man that you just embarked on and you thought was cute, you thought was fine, he was, he was giving, he was throwing it back on you, girl. He was never supposed to be in your perimeter that long. He was never supposed to be a person that was a part of your life that long. And he never indicated that he was going to respect you as a woman in general. So... The protection started with you allowing for him to come into your space, knowing that he wasn't even supposed to be there. He was never going to give you signs of protection. So for me, I feel like black women are protected based off of um, situations. It's the situation in which you decide you want to be a part of. That's my personal opinion. There are some women that know they're in toxic situations and this person is never going to be good for them, but they decide to choose to be in that situation and then you have men we can talk about men outside your family your best friend your uncle your daddy your cousin who is protecting you but they can only come protect you so long if you decide to be in this situation with this person does that make sense yeah but i'm just not talking about like the social media aspects every day with everyday men you see men not protecting women just from a standpoint of how you was talking, like, um, a woman knows initially, like, she's, you know, not supposed to, this man's not going to protect her. But not all the time, you know, that people put on personas like they're going to be your protector and then prove you to be wrong every time. Right. I feel like in a household, a lot of men are not protectors. Like, some men are... You know, there until things get uneasy, and then they they run. They don't know how to be protected. They don't protect their family. They don't protect their kids. They so, what's don't. your definition of protection? Because maybe our definitions are different. Protection is uh, anytime somebody is in a situation that they're not feeling uh, they're feeling attacked or they're feeling like they're not they've been uh, abandoned. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's when the protection is supposed to come in. So abandonment for Not you. Not even like oh. a physical, wait, a physically protecting them, but sometimes the protection can be emotional. Right. Okay. That is, I mean, that's a very powerful statement you just made. We, I think kind of unpacking because everybody's form of what makes them feel comfortable and what their version of protection is different. We kind of like just unpack that just now. Right. Because for me, 
I can physically protect myself. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. I can protect myself physically. But sometimes I need somebody to protect me emotionally. I okay. need you to to be there and stand for me in that moment every time. If I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, sometimes I just need your protection. Yeah. You can tell me that I'm wrong at the end of the day, but I needed your protection in that moment. So I think I think the thing I think the thing that's um kind of confusing about us figuring out how black women are protected by black men i think mm-hmm. the men are confused because we don't they don't know what protection looks like like you i you just explained three different things and i'm listening to you i was like that makes sense but it, it's kind of confusing because if i was a man and you told me that i'll be like Damn, okay so where am i okay she don't want me she want me to tell me tell her that she wrong but not at the time that she wrong, she want me to tell her after I comfort her that she was wrong. Now, I want you to tell me that I'm wrong, and you can tell me at the time, but don't do it in front of the person that I feel like I need protection from. Okay, okay. So you would prefer for to be corrected in private, like you said earlier, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Accountability happens at the time in which it should. I feel like, and I feel like everybody's version of, like you said, protection is different. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a conversation that we need to have with with our black men to let them know, hey, my if you're in a relationship, right, or you within your mm-hmm. family. So say mm-hmm. your dad, your dad is going to protect your sister different from how he protects you because mm-hmm. you're the eldest and you have a different strength than your younger sister has. Right. We're, t- we're only talking about physical. So, you mm-hmm. know, jazz might be in a situation where she's not mentally stable enough or mentally strong enough. So your dad has to support her mentally where you might need emotional um, protection. Right. So protection is different for everybody. And I feel like we are so hard on our black men because they don't know what the hell to do. I mean, I'm married to one and he tell me all the time. I don't know what the hell you want. I don't know what you are asking of me. Go ahead. I'm I sorry. Because I feel like as women, we don't know what the heck to do either. So I know, but, figure, <laughs> but we figure it out. There's no handbook to none of this stuff, but you figure it out and you get it. So the simple fact is when you love somebody, you take the extra initiative to figure out what exactly does this person need from me. Okay. So I, I understand what you're saying. Okay. So one thing that I think that we need to do with our black men is give them grace because in the same breath, we say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. They don't either. So how are we asking something of them that they don't know? They don't know. Like we give black men a lot of grace. (laughs) I don't think we do. I don't think the media does. I I strongly disagree. As black women, we do not give me black men grace. We We do not. We didn't give them okay so are we talking about men or boys because if we're talking about boys if we're talking about a particular demographic of individuals that don't give a fuck they don't care about nobody but themselves they're gonna leave their children they're gonna be dog women call women bitches hoes they're disrespectful they're not a person that um takes care of their responsibility if we're gonna put them in a demographic then yes we can talk about those individuals but if we're talking about individuals that are stand-up men, they might have some flaws. They take care of their family. They might not 
have it all together emotionally or physically. But sometimes, but those are, but I'm saying the protectors are usually, the protectors are usually the ones that's not that. Not what I just, the, like my the second choice. people that won't protect you are usually the other type that you name. What, the guys that leave their families? The second mm-hmm. or the first one? The, the first one. Yeah. So it's a dem that's a demographic. It's a dem that's a demographic of men. We can't give those men grace because they don't want it. They never ask for it. But the man that's out here advocating for black women, the man that he don't even know this woman. For example, this lady, this white man had attacked this this black lady. This man didn't on a train. He ain't even nobody on the train in New York knew this black woman. But this white guy did something. She was sitting down or something. She accidentally sat on him. And he just flipped. When I tell you these black men that never met this girl, she was willing to defend herself. She was defending herself quite all right. But these black men surrounded her and was like, no, nah, you ain't going to do that. They, I don't know their background, but they protected her because she was a woman of color being attacked by a white man. Even in those situations, those situations are not highlighted because the media don't give a fuck about that. They don't care about that. So it's one of those situations. It is a demographic of men of color that are in those categories where they like them. They don't care about us. And then you have a lot of men that do. And I feel like the protection of black women, it is protectors out here, but everybody's protection is different. Everybody got a definition for how they want to be protected. In my personal opinion. I agree. That's why I said not all. Yeah. So what do you think is the next step for us as women of color to make it clear or for men to understand is it a conversation that needs to take place is the conversations are like this amongst women that need to take place for us to have different perspectives and hear because i just learned something about myself listening to your perspective on what protection means to you you get what i'm saying so what is the next step for us to be able to um communicate to our black men what protection looks like for black women and how they can improve on protecting us and us protecting them because we can't we can't say that sometimes we don't protect them in a way in which we should just like, you know, you, we want to be corrected behind closed doors. Sometimes those corrections have to be reversed as well. We can't be out here saying niggas ain't shit, niggas ain't shit. And we not co- in, in a public and we want them to be like bitches ain't shit in private. Like that's not how we should be advocating ourselves. So what do you think the next step is? Um, Open dialogue is always a good start for anything. Yeah. But people have to be willing to hear though. Yes, I agree. People, they, and people can't be defensive either. Cause you can't, you can go in with your defense mechanism up, but you got to be open to hear what the other people say. What do you think? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just was saying exactly. Um, what do you think is one thing that if you can tell uh, a man right now that you would like to, a black man, you would like to see improvement in the black man as a whole, if you were speaking to black men all over the world. Um, I don't know. Cause like I said, every man is not the same. And most men, some men do it, some men don't. But 
for me, a lot of men um, are not communicators. Like I said, it's some out here who are excellent, but yeah. some are not good at it just because they have been programmed to not express their emotions or their feelings or, you know, they don't feel safe yeah. to do so because they have been programmed to men don't, you know, show weakness, but it's okay to communicate. It's okay to show your feelings. It's okay to be human. Right. I think one thing that I would say to um black all black men all over the world, it's okay to be on your healing journey. Because we, I also understand the power after, even after talking to your dad, your dad and I are 20 years apart and we had like a heart to heart conversation. I, I remember, and he was telling me about the things that he dealt with within himself that he had to overcome. And he was like, it took me uh, some time to get to where I can be able to see different things within myself. And I was like, you know, healing amongst black men is not something that is advocated. It's so many black men. The reason why we have this like um, men versus women is because healing hasn't take place on, you know, we advocate for women to go to therapy, get your mental health, get your self care. You know, we advocate that for men too, but not on a scale as large as the woman. Right. And I feel like if black men get the, get the grace to heal, not just heal from they can heal from you know somebody rejection it don't have to be as something as big as my mama or my daddy left me it can be like dang i got rejected by somebody that i really cared about and it really hurt me and i didn't heal from that i couldn't unpack why i couldn't get over that like those men that get rejected by black women because they're either quirky they're into um anime they weren't cool they weren't popular they weren't that can be triggering from the, they ain't heal from that. That's why they speak about us in a way in which they do, because they're like, she ain't like me and all of them don't like me. Instead of just saying that particular young lady that you tried to talk to, she didn't, she wasn't interested in you, but the little girl that could have been sitting right behind you or was interested in the same thing that you were interested. She loved you, but you went after the girl that you wanted and she, she wasn't interested. So I feel like healing it's something that I would encourage our black men to do. Heal. Exactly. Yeah. Heal. And therapy and to know that therapy is okay. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Um, something that we advocate. So, um, I just want to, I think this is, this was a great conversation because I definitely wanted to unpack and get your thoughts on that. Anything before we head out, Anything you want to add um, to kind of motivate people as we go into this new year? It's kind of, you know, it's kind of sticky out here and people are are going into some hard times. The the economy is doing pretty awful and it's going to get worse before it gets better. So what are some words of encouragement you would like to give people as they go into this holiday season? Um, I just say um, don't let the holiday stress you out. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I'm have lost people and it's not a good time but just stay positive in your mind um just make sure that she's uh or in a peaceful place and making sure that you talk to god and just just never giving up because what you asking for right now may not be here but it's going to come 
it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna come. You just gotta keep having hope and faith and just keep encouraging yourself each and every day. I love that. I love what you just said as as far as like it might not be here right now. It might not be like they say, <laughs> he might not call where you want him, but he'll be there right on time. Um, I agree. I definitely I I would ditto that. Um just, you know, be present. Sometimes present is enough. Just saying, dang, God, I woke up. I'm here. I'm here with the people that I love. I'm able to see them. I'm able to touch them, feel them, breathe them in. I'm able to um, enjoy moments. I feel like I've gotten to a point in my life where moments are so big to me. Like they're huge. Like when I get to spend time with the people that I love that fill my heart with joy, I am so like, oh, we got to leave here. Mm-hmm. I'm like a kid. Like we got to leave Chuck E. Cheese. Man. <laughs> We we in Chuck E. Cheese getting the tokens together, getting all our tickets. We ate all of the pizza. We got the lead. They closing. Man, so I'm definitely one of those people on moments. Um, so I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this conversation. And uh it was so it was so great. I thought this was a good one. It was and I it's always my pleasure. I love girl chat. I know girl chat be getting girl chat be getting kind of juicy. It do be getting juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love you and I'll talk to you soon. Love you too. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Girl Chat this week. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. I would love to hear from you. What do you think? Do you think that black women are protected? If so, I would love to hear your perspective on it. Also, don't forget to follow us so you can listen to all of the episodes on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, and RageWorksNetwork.com where you can find out all of our episodes and take a listen to them, including this one. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at AlanaFuss at O-N-A-F. Uh, sorry, AlanaFuss, A-L-O-N-A-F-U-S-S. Um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, I will be taking a sabbatical from off of social media. So if you don't see me post anything for a while, please know that I'm just taking a mental break to get myself prepared for the top of the year. So I encourage you guys to do the same if you need to. But like I said before, and like I always say, slang for you is the best lifestyle to live. Have a good day. Bye.